0: If you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash markstitching. Now here is your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark, and with me today is author of Among the Wolves, Norman Brown. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good, man. Yeah, it's a nice, beautiful Saturday morning. Can't, yeah, can't complain. I love spring, man. I spring really, really. It's one of my favorite times of the year.
1: It's kind of one of the worst for me because of the spring weather. Oh, the, the allergies. <laughs> my allergies. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I have them too, but <laughs> I'll fight through them
1: over the cold any day. Uh-huh. So, uh, so you're an author of a book. Tell us a little bit about that. So, my book, Among the Wolves, um, it is a book that I wrote. Um, many years ago it came out in uh 2014 it's about uh different things dealing with deception error in the church things of that nature and false prophets is the main subject but um it came out of a personal story of mine. Oh, interesting.
0: Where, where can we where can we pick that up if we were interested in, in looking into it?
1: You can go to Amazon.com and you can find Among the Wolves. You just need to look up Among the Wolves with Norman Brown mm-hmm. and that'll bring it up.
0: That's cool. You also do a podcast as well, too. I appreciate you being on my podcast. Uh, yeah. Tell our listeners a little bit about that.
1: Oh, the podcast is called New Numa Godcast. And um, basically, we address the taboo issues from a biblical view. So that's what it's about yeah and just
0: so you know it's it, spell it for us real quick oh yeah yeah, yeah.
1: p n e u and then p n e u m a new pneuma. Numa
0: do you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah
1: so new Numa basically is coming from the Bible. if you go to the Greek you'll notice that the word life um, is actually Numa in the in the Greek language and so if you look up
0: it's also spirit and breath yeah it's
1: also spirit and breath. And so if you take the new part of it, I use it as a play on words and then to make it look kind of catchy. So, yeah. you know, new Numa.
0: New Numa. Yeah, look him up, Uh, Instagram, Facebook, everything else. Uh, yeah. His logo is, is on point, too. Uh, we've thank talked you. about yes, that. Uh, I, I love that. So, well, here at Amazed by God, we kind of tell interesting stories of what God's done in our lives. People like pastors and, you know, authors and things like that sometimes get to share you know, more with with that. But God does amazing stories in everyone's life. So we here like to hear stories. So tell me, Norman, what has God done amazing in your life?
1: Well, he's done a lot. But um, basically going back um, some years ago, um, I was at a church that, you know, I came in thinking that everything was the way that it's supposed to be at a church. And um, over the years I was there, I started to find out that things weren't quite what I thought they were. Um, And then uh, basically at the end of my time there, the Lord actually um, opened up my eyes into the spirit realm to see what I had been dealing with for about seven years. At that point, it was seven years. And um, basically it was like a a deliverance that God brought me out of the situation. Now, the reason why that's so significant is because um, what a lot of people don't realize is that when they're in a specific type of church Um, if they are just so invested in the leader of the church that they pretty much are um, not just looking at them as they're a great person, but now it's like they're worshiping them instead of them worshiping God and uh, things of that nature. What happens is that you get into a situation where pretty much anything they say goes. And if a person is not aware of the fact that a person that they are uh, so-called being led by is misleading them, then that leads to a lot of other problems. And so what I discovered is that God allowed me to be in that situation. It was basically a training ground for me. It was allowing me to have hands-on training where I'm actually seeing the way a false prophet operates. I was able to see it without me realizing that I was seeing a false prophet. Mm-hmm. Because God in his mercy was allow me to be in that situation, to be able to learn and all those things, glean information that later on I would be able to use. And also that would make me someone that would be, um, I would say, an expert, basically, in being able to detect those kind of things, whether it be error and doctrine, um, the ways of a person that uh, looking like someone whose fruit is not uh, good, because Jesus said you would know them by their fruit. And so that's a thing that I found out when I went through that situation. And when I came out of that
0: Now um, it was it was you're saying it was painful, right?
1: It was definitely painful. You know. Because don't. at the end, here's the thing. I was really close to that pastor. Okay. I was very close. I would say I was the closest person without, you know, based on what he said, I was the closest person to him. Things that he revealed, things that he um Told me, you know, behind the scenes things that were very personal and everything like that. Those were things that, um, that were he, those were things that he wouldn't even want the public to know. But those were things that he spoke to me about. So the whole point is that when I got to the end of the time there, I remember it was my last week being there and I sent the email to him. And what happened was when he emailed me back, he said, Thanks for all of your years of service here and your prayers and this that and the third but at this moment um our church may not be for you anymore
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and i was like what now you got to understand i looked at him as my spiritual father so we had a father-son relationship and when he said that that hurt me to my heart yeah deeply so i went through a lot of turmoil and struggle um based on that because like i said um, not long after that email, I went to his church one more time and I was there for this service. And in this service, God opened up my eyes like never before to see exactly what kind of person he was. And I walked out of the church angry. I was angry at God for allowing me to be there for seven years and to not see that. And so then I went through a couple years of time after leaving that church where I was really bitter. Mm-hmm. And through that bitterness, Um, There was a lot of things that were happening with me. I was, you know, I didn't understand why God allowed that to happen for uh, several years, like I said. And then it wasn't until one day I was at a conference, a leadership institute, actually. um, And when I was there, the man of God said, you know, uh, it's time for us to pray for Saul. Now, you got to understand, in this situation, I was like David and he was like Saul. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when the man of God at the, at, you know, that was leading that meeting said, it's time to pray for Saul, I wasn't happy. <laughs> I was very upset. I was like, what? What do you mean pray for Saul? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, I was, like, really resistant to it. Finally, he actually says, you know, something about why we should pray for Saul, whatever, and then we start going through this prayer. I reluctantly said the prayer. I'm not even going to lie. I reluctantly said the prayer, but I did. And as I was doing it, I felt something right in the middle of my forehead. I felt like a finger or something was happening It was there. drilling like, into it, it. was drilling into yeah. my head. And I was, like, just crying. I-, I was crying so, like, profusely or whatever, however you want to say it. Like, I could uncontrollably. And then finally the prayer was over. And not long after that, that's when the Lord actually revealed to me something about my purpose that I didn't even know before that time. And so I believe that me praying that prayer, forgiving that man and all those kind Mm -hmm. of things is what allowed God to show that to me and release me from that. That was actually a supernatural experience because when I left that church and I told um, the pastor that I wasn't coming anymore and I would no longer be in contact with him and all that, He literally threatened my life Mm -hmm. through email. And he said he sent a couple of his uh, so-called ministers at the time um, to threaten me as well through emails. And I was actually fearful for my life for a while. Mm. And um, it caused me to not even go back to my house for at least a couple weeks. I was staying with my father during that time. And so then finally, after a couple weeks, I was already about ready to move anyway. So I got out of there asap, and I was never in contact with him again. And that was that.
0: Sin, but, um, sin affects people. I mean, sin affects not just you. A lot of times we personalize sin, and mm-hmm. the Bible is not about not about personal things. A lot of times, it's always about a community, and sin sin affects a community. Exactly. You know and I mean? It it you know, unrepentant sin in his part, and just probably you know enjoying the worship, enjoying all that, and, and taking the praise and everything really hurt. It probably hurt more than just you, Mm -hmm. you know, and then from your side, you know, it's 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 hard to pray for our enemies. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and you said you dealt with for
1: three years, at least three years. And the reason why I know that is because when I left there after the third year of that, um, that's when the Lord told me rewrite my book. See, I had already started writing my book when I left that church. Mm -hmm. So um, and the thing about it is like uh, to your point about people being affected by that. There were people that went to that church that stopped serving God because of him. Yeah, They were so crushed by what happened to them. They stopped serving God. And if it wasn't for my own personal relationship with the Lord being as strong as it was, I would have been one of the, the st- statistics. I would have been one just like the rest of them. So, But the point is, is that I did deal with bitterness for about three years. And after I went through that situation with the prayer and everything, that's when the Lord— Um, it wasn't immediately, but a little bit down the road, the Lord said, rewrite your book. And so I rewrote the book.
0: And this is the book we talked about. That's the
1: book we're talking about in the beginning. Exactly. So among the wolves is, um, you know, the reason why I wrote among the wolves was because of that, that situation that I went through. So among the wolves is kind of a, um, cross between, telling my personal story without getting into all kinds of details, but enough details for people to understand how deep it was for Mm -hmm. me. Um, And then also it is showing from a biblical perspective the things that um, happen that cause people to get into error, to get into false doctrine, to follow false prophets, things of that nature. And the thing is that most of the time people are not looking simply at the fruit there were many things that when I go back in my mind and I think about that time frame that I can see clearly that he was a false prophet by looking at his fruit, the things that he was doing. Mm-hmm. This man, you know, offered... Uh, he, he asked me, did I want to smoke weed? Did I? He was like, where can we go find some weed? And I was like, looking at him like, what are you talking about? He was trying to get me drunk with him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Stuff like that, you know? So these are things that... When you look at stuff like that, you're like, man, you're supposed to be a pastor and you're talking like this? Those are the kind of things, man. But the bottom line is the the main thing that when when we're talking about fruit, we're talking about the love of God. That's the main fruit that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. If a person is not operating in that, there's something off. So um, so Among the Wolves, it delves into those things. I, I delve into the subject of, you know, the false prophets, those that are just trying to get what they can get out of people, um, using them and just abusing them. Um, also talking about the ways that people get into error and doctrine and things of that nature. So, again, that was a supernatural experience for me um, by being able to be in that situation and not be affected by it to the degree where I just stop serving the Lord. Yeah. But being able to know it so in depth and in detail that I can explain it to someone else. Yeah. God, God
0: gave you a platform because of the hurt you went through. Exactly. You know, a lot of people quote Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, uh, everybody pretty much can quote it or you have it on somewhere mm-hmm. in your house. Uh, just so you know, it's, uh, I know the plans I have for you, plans that prosper you and mm-hmm. not to harm you, uh, says the Lord. Uh, Jeremiah 29, but most people don't know what those plans were that, that he had. Mm-hmm. Those plans are 77 years of hard slavery with the Assyrians. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that doesn't sound too prosperous. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of people don't realize that when God's doing something in us, the hurt, the pain, is just as important as the reward that we get on the end. I mean, building a spiritual muscle is just like building a regular muscle. Exactly. It takes the proper nutrition from God and it takes Him breaking you down and building you back up. And you being able to use that, see that, open that up is amazing because, yeah, a lot of people can be hurt, crushed by that. I I know plenty of people that have been hurt and crushed by a pastor that still struggle with it. And you are now using it to forcefully advance the kingdom because you are now stronger.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. So um, And that leads into the many other things that the Lord has started to um, bring me into and put a passion in in my heart for, um, like music. Um, that's something that, uh, way back in 97, I cried out to the Lord, Lord, when are you going to bring out some artists that are going to represent you well enough that I could play your music for people that's in the world and they will be impressed by it and not laughing at it. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Because that was something that I was really bothered by, especially in the area of Christian hip hop and, you know, certain things like that. But, um... The Lord answered my prayer within the same year, and then he put a vision in my heart for an uh, internet-based radio station called Word Life Radio. And so now I'm working on that, but then that leads to me doing the podcast. Yeah. The New Numa podcast was really just an outflow of the Word Life Radio um vision that God gave me. But this is it's the platform that I use to be able to interview people that I'm really genuinely interested in, that I'm interested in their story, mm-hmm. that I want other people to be able to hear because like there's so many people like you're doing with your podcast. I mean, they have amazing stories of things that we don't even know about because it's not things that they talk about on an everyday basis. They're not whether they are pastor, um in their pulpit, they're not talking about their personal life experiences all the time or whatever the case may be. So I use that platform to um, be able to promote the gospel, to be able to get exposure to those people who want to be um, heard or who has a story, rather, that needs to be heard. And so that's a platform for me to do that.
0: Yeah, and you never know who's going to listen to it. I don't know if you're listening right now, but— the person that I'm going to talk about. Uh, I think I might've shared this on a podcast before too, but I've had a non-Christian email me because she saw my thing on, on Instagram Mm -hmm. and basically say, why do these people have hope that I'm listening to? You know, Mm -hmm. they had some terrible things happen to them. Where, where's this hope coming from? Mm -hmm. If you're still listening, this hope comes from Christ. This hope comes from the fact that we know that we have a God that loves us, mm-hmm. and I would have never been able to reach that person. You know, I mean, I, I think I think they lived in in um, Arizona. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to go to Arizona and preach. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I you don't uh, hold on for a second. Well, God, you never, you know. never <laughs> know, but you know, at the moment. Yeah this year I'm not, you know, it's not on my game plan to to head to Arizona and 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 minister to non-Christians there. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not what God's called me to do. But He has called me to do this podcast Mm -hmm. and this podcast has reached them. So the fact that you're you're starting a a just a platform or an outreach that has people, you don't know who's gonna come to you. You don't know that person that God has in store for you. And even if it you know you touch one person, we always say, Yeah, that'd be great, but you don't know how many more that may person may touch other things wouldn't do. You know, when we first met, I, I, you know, I felt the joy of the Lord in you. We met a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, through your ups and downs, you've always had a very, very positive and joyous, you know, spirit about you. And that was one of the reasons that I was drawn to you. Uh, and I thank you for that, well, you know, uh, you, you know, and we were sharing some other things. So where, where has your life gone? So what are some other things that God
1: has, has brought into you? The word, life, radio, music,
0: the podcast,
1: yeah, well, I now have a beautiful wife. Her name is Kenya. Um, we got married back in last year, November 2018, and I'm really, really blessed to have her in my life. I'm so, so happy with her, you know, and um, that was, uh, you know, one of those situations where it was years in the making um, mm-hmm. where I have been searching. I have been actively searching, trying to find someone that I felt would really be able to fit into the things that God has in my life. And then I came across her, and now we're together. So I'm really happy about that and looking forward to the future where that's going to lead. But uh, as far as like um, the other things outside of uh, marriage, you know, as far as ministry and things of that nature, like I know I'm called to minister the gospel. And so I know that that's something I'll be working towards in the future. I also have a vision for doing a community hub. Um, in the city of Baltimore. I'm, gonna, I'm working on that currently as well. I'm also in the midst of writing my second book. My second book is going to be about purpose. It's coming from a very unique perspective that I've never heard anybody talk about purpose from. But um, let's just give you, i just give you a quick example. Yeah, please do. Like, uh, you know how Samuel, um, he was a gift from God to Hannah. Mm-hmm. You know, she had prayed For a long time, she had been really desiring a child. She had been barren. But all the while, married to the same man that was having children with another woman and and that he was married to, Elkanah. Now, here's the thing. Elkanah had several children. Hannah had none. She prays to the Lord and asks him for a child, and she fervently prays. Then, one day, the Lord blesses her. But he blesses her with one of the greatest prophets, to actually be talked about in the old Testament Mm -hmm. and it was Samuel and Samuel, she said, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you. She gave him back to him. And then I remember the Bible said, not one of his words fell to the ground. That's powerful, man. And so the point I'm making is that Sarah, I mean, not Sarah, Hannah represents a lot of believers that are out there. Maybe even just other people that are not believers yet, but Believers who are married to the same, you know what I would say, just believers for now, but they're married to the same husband. His name is Jesus. Mm -hmm. One seems to be so prosperous, blessed, have all these things going on. The other one seems to be barren, has nothing going on. They don't know if they have a purpose, whatever. They're just asking God for something. But God has planned for them to have something very significant and he's had something that's just set aside specially for him that he's going to bless them with, but it's going to also in turn bless the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So for those people out there who are feeling barren, who feel like you don't have anything to contribute in the kingdom of God, who feel like you're not as prosperous as someone else in the kingdom and you want to be able to do more, just know that God has something special for you if you keep on going into his presence diligently Seeking him about that.
0: Amen. You know, it's that it's that saying that God has something special for you to do, mm-hmm. but he doesn't need you to do it. And if you disobey, he can find somebody else to do yes. it. Yes. So it's all about it's all about where you find yourself and where you find yourself with him. So that's awesome. That's great to hear that you're moving on. Um just one quick question for you. Uh you, you were talking about how, you know, you were you a little bit of a backbiting and hurt by the church. Do you find yourself still wanting to go to church do you find yourself still wanting to be a part of a community or has that scarred you
1: oh no I'm definitely I know for a fact that that's where we're supposed to be amen I never stopped going to church just because of that I actually went to a very uh, opposite church um, the very next weekend after I left that church mm-hmm. and then ever since then I've been constantly in fellowship there so we go. that never stopped
0: just want to make sure that you know but no matter what happens, I think that being a part of a body in a community was what exactly. I wanted to ask you that question. Oh, yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, and this thing, the thing about it is like it's no different than being in a regular family. You can't be you can't stop being blood with somebody just because you're mad at them. Yeah, exactly. You still their blood, <laughs> you know.
0: So here at Amazed by God, we kind of end with two questions. So first, is there any story? I know you just shared one, but is there any other story, Bible verse, Bible character that you do that you personally kind of uh you know, like or associate with.
1: Yes, David. And one of the main reasons is because even through all the stuff that he went through, he still served God. Um, the main story that stands out in my mind is Ziklag came back, thought he lost everything his family, his belongings, everything that he worked for, gone. But the Lord said, Pursue because you will recover all. Mm-hmm. And not only did he recover all, but he recovered more. So that's the thing that gives me hope, and I pray that that gives other people hope that would we'll be able to say, hey, I know I lost what seems to be everything, but I can gain it all back and more.
0: Awesome. Oh, And, and we end with a question of a song. song kind of moves our heart and moves our spirit. Is there any song that you'd like to share with our listeners that can be Christian, non, it can be from anywhere you like, that touches you uh, so that they can go listen to it on iTunes, YouTube, or somewhere?
1: Yes. Um, there's a song called You Make Me Brave. That song right there, every time I sing it, I start tearing up, crying, you know, all those kind of things. Is
0: there an artist you know
1: or not I sure? Know, I think her first name is Amanda. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry. That's that, okay. No, we'll look it up, Amanda. If you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't remember the last name, but I do know the song's name. You make, you make me, me brave. brave. Yes. Uh,
0: so we'll we'll make sure it's on YouTube um, before we put this out. Oh, it is on YouTube. Okay. Well, then then we won't make sure. We'll, <laughs> we're, we we got a guarantee right yeah. here from Norman. So yeah, you make me brave. Uh, go listen to it. Go cheer yourself up. Uh, I know a couple people have started an iTunes playlist of this, so maybe it's on iTunes or a YouTube playlist as well too. So, uh, so tell us about your book. Where you can find it again in the podcast. Give us give us some just some information so we can go look that up.
1: Yeah. So, Among the Wolves is the book, and that's Norman Brown. You'll look that up on Amazon.com. Also, if you want to listen to the podcast, it's on Anchor dot fm, um, A N C H O R dot fm, and that's New Numa. Yeah, P- Spelled again, yeah. P N E U P N E U M A, and you can also find us on all the platforms: Instagram, yep. Twitter. That's right. I mean, next thing
0: was was it's at New Numa, yeah. right? Say yeah, spelling
1: at, one word. Yep, at New Numa um, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and then you can find us also on Google Podcasts. We're going to be on iTunes and Spotify, among many others. So, yeah, just go out there and look it up.
0: That's awesome. Thank you for your work you're doing. I really appreciate you sitting down with us here at Amazed by God and all the stories you're doing. So thank you very much. Well,
1: thank you for having me, Mark. Yeah.
0: So for Amazed by God, this is Mark Stitchen. We're brought to you by Through God's Library, and we will see you next Monday. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.